Hello and welcome to Never Seen It, a podcast where we watch movies we haven't seen yet and then we talk about them. I'm one of your hosts, Betsy, and with me as always is my husband, Trent. I like movies. Do you? I do. Good, because we're going to watch another one. What? (laughs) Uh, So continuing our conversation from our most recent episode, we're just moving right along to the newest in the now quadrilogy (laughs) that's a word we're gonna call it that we are watching the matrix resurrections so we are watching the newest addition to this series Uh uh-huh you know almost 20 years after the finale Mm -hmm. the last one we just watched Mm -hmm. uh neither of us has seen this yet no so we're gonna do that came out on christmas i think Eh, give or take yeah it's been out a few weeks yep so newer movie uh, so Trent, obviously we've been trying to avoid spoilers, but in this economy, <laughs> in this environment, in this economy, <laughs> uh, it's pretty hard to avoid certain things. Yeah. We watch TV live events as it happens. And yeah, trailers are just going to be on TV. We so. went to some movies and there was a trailer beforehand. Yeah. So it's yeah. kind of inevitable that we're going to see something. So what do you know about the Matrix Resurrections. It's less about what I know and what we know is what we kind of think. Because... You haven't actually had anything really spoiled for you yet? Not really. I mean, I think that this is like present day. Like, Like you said in the last episode, the Matrix was kept in place. There are still people hooked up to the Matrix. It's the only thing that happened at the end of that movie is that the war ended, which is to say the machines no longer are trying to seek out and kill the humans. Correct. And vice versa. Like, the, the, the humans are no longer going to... I mean, not like they have, like, a huge army to go after the machines. No, but they are grossly outnumbered. Right. So, like, who knows, like, what the, what the humans then were able to do now that the machines were no, no longer coming after them. Yeah. That's honestly, if there's one thing that I'm very curious about is what happens in quote unquote, the real world with those humans. Right. And one, one thing I brought up in the last episode was, you know, they had this big prophecy and the big reveal is that the one basically helps the machines by restarting everything. It's all cyclical. So they wipe out the human race, except for a handful, Mm -hmm. and and then they rebuild. So the only real difference here is that they don't have to rebuild so much. Mm -hmm. They are very well established. So my assumption is that their numbers are much greater. The human population living outside of the Matrix Mm -hmm. is much grown. Yeah. From when we last saw them. After about 20 years, then, yeah, you, you would have been able to increase your population and maybe, like, move to a different place. Maybe there's another human city. Are you assuming that it's been 20 years or are you assuming any specific length of time? Ooh, I I, th- I think it's going to be around the 20-year mark. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Because Just Neo, for continuity? Just, yeah. So, and, and I think Neo and, and um, Trinity are the two people from the old movies that are carrying over that we know about anyway. Correct. So those two actors have aged that many years. Indeed so, they have. So, um, and the only thing that we see in these trailers are instances where they are in the Matrix, I believe. Yes. Because That's my assumption. At no time are we seeing anything like post-apocalyptic, nobody's in their, ra- their raggedy 
uh, sweaters or whatever that, that they were wearing in the other thing. They don't show anything in the quote unquote real world. Right. So I can assume one of two things is happening here. Yeah. One, if these individuals are Trinity and Neo, yep. which that seems to be the case. Resurrections. They are either clones or they're part of the program. Yeah. They're not real they're humans. They're copies. Yeah. And they're just software with no hardware. That's, As I said before in the in the other episode, the whole thing is is a, is a fight between software and hardware. Right. So those are my best guesses as to how this movie could come to pass. Mhm. Do you have any other thoughts I mean, about it, it could be where com- we are? It could be completely in the this movie could be completely in the matrix. Yes. It it could have nothing to do with what the real world is like right now. Yeah. I don't know how they do that based on how much the first trilogy was like beating it into your head that no guys, the matrix is fake. This is all where it is right now. This is bleak. This is like post-apocalyptic. Like that's the kind of movie that I like to see. I like, you do. (laughs) I really do like post-apocalyptic movies and, and like dystopian kinds of stories. I like the stuff like that. So I'm hoping that they spend some time there. Now, as far as what the rest of the movie is about, my understanding is that a lot of it is very meta. Like okay. it is like pulling things out of like pop culture and oh, weird. things that have happened in the real the real real world and like showing them on screen. Well, and then there's some other things that you were touching on, not in the podcast, but we were kind of talking about it, how yeah. there's all this media outside of the Matrix movies that is considered yes. canon. Right, yeah. So, now, I mentioned it in the other ep- episode. Morpheus, I think, is still a thing. He's the dude in the trailer. He's there's on the cover. There's a guy who's playing Morpheus. He's the guy who's playing Morpheus. But that's clearly not him. <laughs> my understanding is that there was a video game that was considered to be canon by the Wachowskis where Morpheus died yeah. in that game. Now, where that went in the timeline, I don't have a clue. If that's actually relevant or to this. Or if that's relevant to this, I doubt it. Like, yeah. are you going to like have your entire canon and timeline dictated to by this video game that came right. out the, maybe you know, almost 20 years ago? That most people probably have not That nobody's seen. played? <laughs> Like, you maybe watched the Animatrix, but you've not played this game necessarily. Yeah, and it's very obvious watching the trailers that that is supposed to be a Morpheus type. It is literally supposed to be Morpheus. Again, I don't understand how that works. I don't know. There's some other, like, cyberpunk-looking people Mm -hmm. wandering about. I know Jonathan, what's his name, Goff is in this movie. I don't know who that is. He played King George in Hamilton. Okay. That is like the only thing you maybe know him from. He was a voice in Frozen. Yeah. Also, <laughs> he's um, in this movie. Also, what's his name is playing a therapist, uh, helping Neil. Oh, Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, That's him. right. He's in this for some reason. Cause why not? Let's make it as distracting as possible. Yeah. So again, the the response to this movie has been very, very polarizing. Yes. You either completely love the direction that they're going. And it's, it seems like it's a big fuck you to a lot of the fans of like the super duper hardcore Matrix people. Uh-huh. Or you hate it because you need to have it be this hardcore hacker fantasy type of shit. Do you though, I, I don't know. I, I, Do I, you? I'm very, very curious how I'm going to react 
Not because I'm in, in one camp or the other, but I just, I feel like the tone is going to be very weird. Probably. And... It looks shiny on the cover. It's very bright and colorful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like... And and the original Matrix, in yeah. the Matrix, everything is kind of green. Yeah. So we'll see how that translates. Uh, right. And I don't really know what to expect here. I hope that I like it. I really do. I just hope I don't hate it. <laughs> right. And, and as you coming in... I'll be satisfied to not hate it. Yeah, and you coming in never seeing the conclusion, you don't have almost 20 years of maybe conflicted emotions about it. Oh, I have I have seen the conclusion like a couple days ago. Right. <laughs> yeah, you don't have that that baggage there like nope. somebody like I do. I'm again, an idiot. And again, I didn't I didn't <laughs> hate if for those of you who haven't listened to that episode, I didn't hate the ending of The Matrix 3. I was confused. I don't think you can walk away from that really having any other reaction. Satisfied? Yeah. There's Maybe. not really a satisfying ending there, but it is an ending. But it is open-ended, so it does yeah. leave it open to the possibility that this movie could exist. Mm -hmm. So it's not like they had to completely retcon the shit out of anything. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, but at least on the surface, the very little I know, it doesn't seem like they were going to have to do it too bad. Yeah. Except for the fact that, you know, some people died that are kind of important to uh, this story. And I'm going to say this right now. I am fully prepared to be 100% wrong about everything we just said. Oh, yes. We yeah. don't know what the fuck we're talking about. No, no, absolutely not. So, again, this is predictions based on what we've seen in trailers. We could be completely wrong. And just gleaning from what we've where we left it yeah like logic dictates uh -huh. there's only so many roads you could go down is there still an oracle are they even paying lip service to that whole thing right uh architects any of that the stuff Merovingian, the like, Merovingian he was still alive any of that the train man the train man <laughs> <laughs> who cares well let's go find out Trent we're gonna go watch The Matrix Resurrections and we will be right back Trent, that was The Matrix Resurrections. What's the verdict? That was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot. In two and a half hours, I have so many questions, but I think I liked it. I didn't dislike it. So the thing I said in the intro, I just didn't want to hate it. I didn't hate it. No. I think it's just so much to unpack. And you were right. It's very meta that there's yeah. layers here. Uh -huh. And you have to go, wait, so this is, but that is, but they are, uh -huh. but what is? Uh-huh. You kind of <laughs> have to swap things out in your head, substitute this thing for the other thing and this person for the other person. But in, 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 in the end, I think it all works. It's that thing where if you want any opportunity to continue the Matrix series without a complete and total reboot with different actors, you have to justify a means to an end. And what, what I mean by that is you need to set up 
something. This is the gap between any possible continuation. Yeah. Because we had closure in the third one. Yeah, people died. People died. The, it's the end of the war. And it's not as simple as, hey, just kidding, they're alive. So they needed to give us this middle story sure. to explain some things. But they didn't give us that much. No. <laughs> you you did you did get the connection. You got a little bit of of the in between. You got basically what happened in the interim right after everything happened. There's a 60 year gap. Yes. So between, much longer than you thought. Yeah. There's a 60 year gap between the end of the war and now. And thankfully we did get both parts. We got the real world, and we got the the new Matrix. Yes. And you had, like, one character return. That's Niobe. Yep. You had a new city. Yes. And you had references to characters that you know, like Morpheus. And you know what happened to them after the fact. So you got a little bit. You got a taste. Not enough to satiate the hardcore fans, I think. No, which is what I'm saying. Like, again, this is left open-ended to continue the story. But you need this to be able to continue the story. Right. And basically, not much happens here. No. In the course (laughs) of, from minute one to minute two hours and 30 minutes or whatever it was, not a lot actually gets accomplished other than we establish Neo is still alive. He got his eyes back. He did. And Trinity is somehow still alive. Yes. And they were reinserted into the Matrix and hidden from the rest of everybody. Because reasons! (laughs) And the reason why we're doing this movie is to establish all of this stuff and then have them escape. This is a two and a half hour rescue mission. It is. Yes. It really is. From and from rescuing Neo to rescuing yeah, Trinity. And it's an excuse to have a whole lot of cool action, which there was a lot of cool action. And I'll say that. look at this cool new stuff we have in the Matrix. Yeah. Because the new... Matrix is new and shiny and different. It is. And it's, it's new Matrix. It is a new architect. It is new rules. In this Matrix. Internally and externally. Yeah. Because the real world has new rules too. Exactly. So it's just introducing all of these new things and it's like, hey, look at this shiny new thing over here. Hey, look at this shiny new thing over here. Hey, isn't this different? Isn't this the same? Well, it also brings it into 2021 because this came out last year where it's like 1999, you have to use a... A hardline phone a to get phone. out of the matrix. Uh-huh. Not even a payphone, just a hardline phone. Sure. Now it's like we don't need that. We hacked a mirror. Right. Like, Which, okay. I mean, and in the first one, that was a portal for him to get out. I guess they they like in the first Matrix movie and in the original trilogy, they don't really address that. No. Beyond that scene. Because it only happens once. It only happens once. In this one now, it's the ways they the way they get around. That yeah. is the means. That's their hacking. Yes. Like this this operator dude who I really like 
how they depicted the operator in the Matrix world. He's just kind of an avatar yep. in the world. You can see him, you can but see he's him, not but he's really not there. there. He's just yeah. he's speaking. He's like like I said, he's an avatar in the world, but he's not actually there. But they're looking at him and interacting with him. Sure. So my assumption is they can't actually see him. It's not just a voice, because. The whole thing in, again, the yeah. original trilogy. He's a hologram. Well, in the original trilogy, he was a voice on a phone. They would have yeah. to get on a cell phone. Right. Now, they've just got earpieces and he's there. Yeah. So, I don't really know. I'd have to go watch it again to interpret if they're actually interacting with him or he's just... It's just a way in the film to demonstrate he's present and they hear him. Sure. And it's, it's a lot easier to have that as an interaction point rather than them having to bring up a cell phone and talk that way. Right. Because the operator can be the narrator. They can be, Hey, look out for this thing. Hey, look out for that thing. Yep. As opposed to in the previous trilogy, like the movie would cut back to them and he's kind of commentating on what's happening. Right. So there's a real phone that rings and he has to answer it. Operator. Operator. (laughs) (laughs) They don't do that anymore. They get to participate. Which is cool. I I I like that a lot better. Yes. So, of course, the movie starts with an almost shot-for-shot remake of the original opening sequence. Yeah. What did you think of that? I was kind of out of my mind a little bit there. Like, what? 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 What is happening here? Because, like, okay, so that's not Trinity, but this is exactly the shot. This is the room. This is the hotel. It's the same hotel. It's the same room. And it's the same lines of them going in. But in reality, that's just a video game, but it's a simulation of... Yeah, I was trying to understand it. So basically, in the new version of The Matrix, Neo is back to being Thomas Anderson. Yep. And he is a computer programmer, but he designs video games. Correct. So his video game is actually called The Matrix. And there's a trilogy of games. there's a trilogy... And they're award-winning, tremendous video games. Not just award-winning, Betsy. The Game Awards winning. As in, The Game Awards hosted by Jeff Keighley. That is a real award show that literally just happened. Was that the actual award that he was holding? That was the actual award. (laughs) Okay. Uh Uh-huh. They participated in this movie. All right, then. So he has designed this game, but then he has modes where it's just like a test sequence for the game Uh that he leaves open and then these people are able to hack into it Mm -hmm. and within his game is where we get morpheus yeah who is actually a smith yeah but he is a computer program (laughs) he is a program so first they have to free his mind from the game within the game <laughs> morpheus i think is the most complicated let's just say call element it, call it, yeah element of this entire thing yes because morpheus was a dude in the real world yes but thomas anderson the programmer made morpheus in his game a composite character of sorts a composite character of not not only Morpheus, but also Smith. So he's an agent in the game. Within uh, the Matrix. Within the Matrix. <laughs> the, the, the actual Matrix and the game The Matrix. <laughs> right. 
And yeah, that right there is the biggest mindfuck of, of them all. Uh, because as you get later on, Morpheus is a character that they bring out of the Matrix. He gets basically unplugged from whatever it is that is is dictating his his actions. So you can pr- you can free the mind of a program. Yeah. Now. Exactly. Which is exactly what happened with Smith. I guess. He unplugged himself. He was done with obeying the commands of the machines of the Matrix. Mm-hmm. He was doing his own thing. Which is exactly what Bugs and her group did with this Morpheus. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's layered, guys. It's very complicated. And that's yeah. why I'm like, okay, let me think. Right. Let me say the this first, out loud. <laughs> the first half hour of this movie is just kind of over my head. Yeah. And then there's other things. So you get little glimpses of it and then they actually explain it later. But you see reflections of Neo yeah. and reflections of Trinity. Yeah. But it's not their faces. Yeah. Because apparently they exist with a self-image in the Matrix, mm-hmm. but the Matrix program has also disguised they've, them. They've disguised them. They basically put a different visage on their face so that in this world, they don't, wouldn't recognize them as Thomas Anderson right. from 1999 or Neo from the Matrix. So if or somebody like who that. knew them were in the Matrix, they wouldn't uh-huh. look at them and go, that's the person I know. Yeah, it's completely masked, masked over. So yeah, that's a new thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole Morpheus thing is very complicated. His business partner is also Smith. Yeah. <laughs> so Smith isn't gone. So yeah, Smith has basically been reprogrammed to be a control system for Thomas Anderson. He's still the balance. Yeah. But they keep them close. And there's a conflict between them. And in his little world, that's his conflict. He's butting heads with the, I guess, founder or the boss or... The business partner. Whatever, the business partner. They get so literal in Uh this movie. So his business partner basically tells him, our our corporate partners at Warner Brothers, Uh who produced this movie. Who produced this video game. (laughs) And this movie. Uh They have decided we need a... Another sequel, sequel to the Matrix to your trilogy. A thing you said you wouldn't do, uh-huh. and they're gonna do it with or without you. Yeah. So you have to go along with it. Yeah. <laughs> that was a little much. <laughs> and <laughs> oh my god, Trent. <laughs> I'm just like, wait, we're just we're really going here. Oh yeah. And then they have you know, they, they basically describe Thomas Anderson as he is a suicide survivor. Yeah. Because when in reality what's happening is Neo's been fed this coding for so long, his mm-hmm. mind is fucked. Yeah. And he's basically tried to commit suicide by jumping off a building. Because of all these things that have been put into his head from prior versions of himself. Am I real? Is it not real? What the fuck is happening? So he goes to see this psychiatrist. Yes. Played by Neil Patrick Harris. Yes. So Who has a cat named Deja Vu. Who has a cat named Deja Vu. (laughs) And the psychiatrist is in reality... A representation of the machines. 
he is the new architect. Right. Yeah. So, so the character we met in the second one. Correct. He is basically there to control Neo, to control the new Thomas Anderson. And keep him on the path that they want him to be on in this world. But they know that Neo is so powerful that at any time he could realize what's happening and try to break out of it. Yeah. So they keep him taking these blue pills to yes. keep to keep him compliant. And on occasion, I think he gets a little nutso and he does things like, you know, jump off a building attempt, <laughs> attempt to end his life by jumping off a building because he thinks he can fly yeah but he never succeeds because basically what happens is the program keeps stopping him mm-hmm. mid-air yeah and keeping him alive and resets him. right exactly so the architect just resets everything back to where he wants it to be so that he can continue on this treadmill they call it a treadmill yep on a couple of occasions here so he's just stuck yes they show like this super cut of or this montage of him and his team designing the new game. And this is the sequence that bothered me the most because they shoved a whole lot of random people in this part. Yeah. Why is Christina Ricci in this? She's in one scene. You know, oh, it just occurred to me. You know what else she's in? What? Speed Racer. Okay. Yeah. So sure. she knows the Wachowskis, I meaning guess. she could show up in this for one okay, scene. Fine. It's distracting. Doing them a favor. But there you go. Uh, Priyanka Chopra Jonas uh-huh. shows up, but she actually has a larger part later. She does, yeah. It's just in the beginning. It's like, why the fuck is she here? Yeah. Um, you wouldn't have recognized her, but there is a girl in that sequence who was in Doctor Who. Sure. She was one of the main, like, she was one of the companions in the David oh. Tennant era, Martha. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, she shows up in this movie. And, yeah, they're all, they, they're talking about the treadmill, and they all repeat themselves. It's like they give the same speech about what they want this game to be, but they never actually design anything. Bullet time! Bullet time! This needs to be bullet time, this but it's all, like a... It's a pitch meeting. But it's, it's all over it and over again. Yeah, it's, it's just pitching all the different things that they want to have in the game, but is actually in the movie. Right. And it's like they they gave this cast of characters within the Matrix, mm-hmm. the Matrix, uh-huh. a script, and they just keep repeating it uh-huh. in every meeting. Yeah. And of course, he's going cuckoo bananas. Uh-huh. And they're playing White Rabbit by Jefferson Airplane. Yep. <laughs> as he takes his little blue pills. <laughs> no subtlety. No subtlety. Uh, yeah, so it's a weird sequence, and it's the most hard-to-follow part of the entire movie because he is questioning his own reality, and we are questioning what this reality is. Right, because at this point, we still haven't got any kind of indication as to what's happening. We no. kind of know we're in the Matrix because, hey, there's Neo, but... But that first we... part wasn't explained yet. No, and we don't really know where these... like. Like Bugs. So Bugs shows up in that sequence at the hotel. She gets um, Morpheus out by way of... They were also doing the the whole firewall... Th- or not firewall. They're doing the back doors thing. Yep. 
Yeah. Yeah, he just knows how to navigate this place. Yeah, and that's how, I, I guess, a lot of agents operate. At least in this world. Apparently not so much because he can do it, but nobody else can. But maybe, maybe. again, it's it's in the game, so who the fuck right. knows? And then at some point, they actually go into Neo's apartment from the first movie. Yep. A recreation of his apartment from the yep. first movie. Because it's a room that doesn't get used. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that means he designed his own apartment within a video game. He did. Oh, God. Uh, it's so meta. It's so meta. Yeah. So, I guess Neo goes through some stuff. He goes to see a psychiatrist, and I guess he goes to work the next day. And I, I don't know even even know if this was the same day as when he met with his boss. I think this and was it, days later. Because okay. this was right after that sequence, right after they show him taking the pills and in the cycle okay, and the pitch. Fine. Yeah. So, yeah, after this sequence, he shows up to his building, and there's, like, alarms going off. There's some kind of evacuation happening yeah, fire alarms going off they gotta evacuate and he runs into somebody who you went hey it's that guy yeah. who is that guy trent his name is donald mustard he's the Mu- like mustard yes that's his <laughs> real name okay so he's the guy with like the really really stupid haircut you'll see him okay. you'll see him he's talking to neo dude is the head of epic games okay and epic games you would recognize from a little thing called Fortnite. Ah. Yeah. So they run Fortnite and they also run the Unreal Engine, which is a game engine that is has also become a movie and TV show created creation engine. This is the Mandalorian if you, thing? If you've seen the Mandalorian, you've seen the Unreal Engine in action. Got it. So they his company creates all this stuff. They also created the tech demo of the Matrix stuff that we explained in the last in the last episode. Which, if you didn't listen to, yeah, go listen to it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I should think you have if you've gotten this far. We're in movie four of a th- four sure. movie cycle. Sure, but yeah, it's it's a very very hyper realistic live action yeah. video game. Yeah, and he just has a cameo. It's very dumb. It's very dumb. Why the. F- Fucker, are you in this, Donald? But Mustard. only you would notice that, Trent, and you and the other nerds. <laughs> it's true. Uh, but yes, he gets a text on his phone, a la the first movie, except uh-huh. instead of a phone call, it's a text message because it's 2021. Yep. And who does phone calls anymore? <laughs> people. I don't know, Trent. They not in the Matrix anymore. They don't need them. Nope. Come to think of it, were there any fucking phones apart from that? No. I don't remember any. Oh, no, wow. Uh, so yeah, he gets a text that's like, oh, go to the bathroom or You'll go to the door down the hall. And it's Morpheus, but of course he is, to Thomas Anderson, a video game character. That he created. That he created. Yeah. Who then like shoves his arm through the mirror yeah. and he thinks Just he's, to kind of prove who he is. He thinks he's having a like mental breakdown. Yeah. And then um, in comes all the cops who are just shooting up the place. There's guns and explosions and the fire alarms go off uh-huh. and there's rain. And then his partner comes out and yeah. realizes he's Smith and he yells, Mr. Anderson. And it's like, right. what is happening here? Right. He picks up a gun and is going to shoot him. But then the architect comes in and just snaps everything back to normal. And then he has, he goes and has a session. Yep. What He wakes up. Yeah. He comes out of it uh-huh. and he assumes that everything that just happened was in his mind. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just like, wait, did that happen? <laughs> well, yeah, and, and it's and supposed to... And they allude to... to it later. It did actually happen. It did, yes. 
But you're supposed to be, I think, taken aback by this. The audience is having the same kind of reaction that Neo does. Yes, we're along his journey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, he doesn't have, in, in his mind, he doesn't have his powers because he doesn't know anything that's going on. So he's just another dude at that point. Mm -hmm. You know, he could have gotten killed just like anybody else. But the architect doesn't want that to happen. Right. Because he, we find out later, he needs him. He needs him. He's there for a reason. Yeah. But yeah, Neo just sort of... And I keep saying Neo, but this whole part of the movie, he's Thomas Anderson. He doesn't know what Neo is. Exactly. He's confused as balls. Uh, he runs into Trinity, yeah. who is Tiffany, yeah. <laughs> mother of two and wife of Chad. Chad. <laughs> of course his name is fucking Chad. <laughs> she is in a, a, let's just say, an unhappy marriage except she doesn't seem unhappy she's like honky-dory with the kids and whatever well, but she likes motorcycles sure she's still the badass that we all know right but she's kind of like tied down in this well did i really want to have kids i don't really know but you know this is just what is expected of me in this world. Did, and again there's a lot of choice people talk about choices yep, in this yep but in this one it's there is no choice. Yeah. Because the choice is already made for you, even though I'm presenting it as a choice. Exactly. And of course, she says that at the very, very end, you manipulated me with children. And oh, I, yeah. Yeah. And you can't say no to things like that. Right. Uh, and, and, and people will stay in relationships because of children for the sake of those children. She might be totally miserable in this relationship. But because of the kids, she's sticking around. Don't stay together for the kids, guys. Sure. Yeah. It's almost always a bad idea. It is. It's true. <laughs> Just get divorced. It's fine. They'll cope. Yeah. I, I have so many friends who are children of divorce where they knew before their parents did that they needed to get divorced. Sure. Depending on how old they were. Sure. Oh, they were, they were not that old. They were old when they were young, though. When they were like nine or ten, they were like, oh my God, will you two just get divorced? Right. And ultimately they did, but they dragged it out. So sure. just don't don't stay together for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> just, it's okay. Uh, Carrie Ann Moss looks great. She does. She does. It's like, how, yeah, I know you look older, but you don't look that much older. Mm -hmm. It's been 20 years, but you look great. <laughs> And so does Keanu. So does Keanu. And I'm so used to his long hair look yeah. that it's very jarring later when he shaves his head. Yeah. Yeah, we get more. I did more not of, expect that to happen. We get more of the re rebirth from the goo. <laughs> right. So we're, we're jumping ahead a little bit here. So. So, yeah, at this point, he basically is about to have a breakdown and he tries to jump off the building. But before he has an opportunity to, Bugs stops him. Yeah. So she finally finds him mm -hmm. and does the, you know, if you want your answers, follow me. Yep. And we find out at this point all these new rules. We don't need phones. And they just kind of jump they figured out this back door thing. Yeah. They've basically figured out a way to jump around the matrix. Mm -hmm. So they're on a building on a rooftop in San Francisco. They don't identify it as San Francisco, but sure that's they where do. they film. Sure they do. Do be they say San Francisco? The, uh, on the police cars, it says San Francisco police. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, in any case. There's also a cable car there. 
That's true. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't remember them saying the words San Francisco. They don't actually say it, but it's on the cop cars. So they start on a rooftop in San Francisco, and she opens a door, and they end up on a train in Tokyo. Yeah. And then they open another door, and they end up in a theater. Mm-hmm. And again, there's these meta things happening where, like, he keeps having visions where they're showing footage from the original trilogy. Yeah. Then they get to this theater and they are projecting footage from the original trilogy, but they say, this is footage from your video game. Right. (laughs) It's like, but that's from a movie. But that is the movie. And they, they explain everything to him. Yeah, it's the same scene that basically happens from the first movie yep. uh, that Morpheus is there giving him the pills and, and kind of telling him, well, you can't actually be told what the Matrix is. You got to come with me. But they even say it's theater. Yeah. This is theater for your mind mm-hmm. to try to make this easier for you because yeah. the, the last time we talked, Nostalgia. it went so badly. So yeah, they say it there. Uh, the last time we talked, it went so badly. That thing in the office was real. Right. So now they're saying... Okay, so here's the deal. Mm-hmm. We know that you are being cap- held captive by the machines. It's been 60 years. Yeah. And we want to set you free. So he takes the pill. Uh, we find a couple other things out. Like, they don't have agents anymore. They can turn anybody into, like, a swarm, they called it. Yeah, they call them bots. Bots. Yeah, so they can just kind of engage anybody they want at mm-hmm. any time. Yeah. And they just kind of glaze over their eyes mm-hmm. and they attack. Yeah. So they're kind they, of zombies. They, yeah, I was just going to say, they kind of become zombies. Yeah. But controllable zombies. Yeah, in this scene, he takes the red pill and then he starts having the same kind of reaction to the mirror that's in the, in the that's in the room. But then the psychiatrist shows up in the mirror on the other side on the other side and this is like a really really cool scene where like you have the background of the theater you have the the office where he is and it's all reflecting back and forth and it's it just looks super cool yeah both rooms are a composite but there's a mirror and you can see and like through the it camera, and, they, and the camera is just kind of sweeping around yeah. it, it looks totally cool and he's trying to convince neo oh tom oh Mr. this Anderson, isn't this tom, isn't tom. real yeah this isn't real come, come with me come with reach me reach your hand out. Yeah. That bullshit. Yeah, but they see it happening, they shoot the mirror, and he goes away. Yep. So, at that point, they get him to take the pill, and they go back through the room, because the, the room is being taken over by cops. Yep. Or agents, or whatever. So, they go back onto the train, and they have a big fight se- sequence on the train, and they're trying to figure out how to hack uh, their way back into the real world. Because they don't have to have a phone, but they have to have some kind of portal reflective mirror surface thing question mark and they don't really explain that i wish they just say hack yeah like i hacked a mirror right they talk about hacking mirrors a lot sure and they end up hacking this very small mirror and this is where neo goes back into the real world he has almost the exact same scene and everything else from when he wakes up in the pod from the first movie Except this time he has yet another larger plug in his neck. In the base of his neck this time. And a whole lot of other little plugs. Yeah. So where they were kind of down his spine, now they're like both sides of his ribs, everything. He's got tons of plugs. Yeah. He also has eyebrows. Right. 
and hair. They, they didn't. They didn't shave they didn't, his eyebrows this time. They didn't. He didn't go full. Like, he also kind of came smooth. out. Yeah, they also. He also kind of came out with a little bit of five o'clock shadow. He did. <laughs> yeah. So he's in a pod, and then across the way, Trinity is in a pod. Right, but we don't actually really see her. That no. clearly we are led to believe that that is Trinity. He sees her, and he goes Trinity. Right. So he gets actually picked up instead of him being flushed out. Yep. Uh, he's picked up by one of these machines, I guess. One of the machines. Yeah. Uh, that has been, I guess, hacked or maybe it's just on their side. We don't really know. But right. So there's they... a machine that picks him up and takes him to the ship where Bugs and her crew are. Yep, so she's the captain yeah. and everybody else is on the ship. Yeah, and it's again, it's going through the exact... Like the see, shot for shot scenes yep. from the first movie. Hi, welcome back to the real world. Let's introduce you to the crew. Hi, yeah, this is this person, this is that person, and yep. th- this is all their fake names. Yep. Uh, and then there's like a sequence where he's not stable, so they have to plug him back in again. And right. it's that same right, middle be- room. Right, it's before that. He's... So they, they talk about it a little bit. He's not all the way healthy yet. No. Because as they talk about in the first movie, they never free a mind after a certain age. Yep. Because the mind can't deal with it. And he has spent it's the It's so last... attached to this matrix that the mind has trouble letting go. That's exactly how they talk about it in the first one. It has now been... What like in real time he's like ninety years old? Right, sixty but, years he's been plugged into this thing. Yeah, being fed bullshit. Yeah, so yeah, he has to be basically attached, reattached right away, so that he can acclimate himself to what he's used to. Yep, and they go to that middle the construct construct. Yes, and Morpheus is just chilling in there like with a cocktail. Right. <laughs> <laughs> goes to his Suave fucking bar. Yeah, goes to his fucking bar and has that same TV with the same like huge remote control. But now it's like the TV within the TV because it the is. thing playing on the TV uh-huh. is the scene from the first Matrix. I know, I know. So yeah, they explain all this and then you know, Morpheus basically transports him to a dojo. And starts beating the crap out of him. Yeah, you have to, to remember yeah. how to fight. You need to wake the hell up. Yeah. And if you ever want to see Trinity again, you're going to have to fight. Yeah, and at the very end of this whole sequence, we're, we're going to speed up here because this is... <laughs> There's this so is much so to much. Unpack, though. This is so much. But yeah, at the end of the sequence, when he mentions Trinity, he like reawakens and he like pushes, he force pushes him away. Force push. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, so there's like, we we get a little glimmer that he's coming back. So now his brain's okay, I guess. Like he just needed a good push. And in the real world, we find out that some of the machines are not bad. They're just, they work for the wrong people. (laughs) Right. And, and And they talk about it in, well, in the old days, it was us against them. But how we are right now is you know what, we have to have some kind of symbiotic relationship here mm-hmm. in order for us to survive how we want. And we're introduced to a couple of different machines there. They don't really matter. No. In reality, it doesn't really matter. Nope. We also find out they have a way to... What did they call it? Exomorphs. Yeah. So they have exomorphs basically 
programmed within the machines or within the matrix. Yeah, they can manifest can, in the real world. Can manifest in the real world. So Morpheus is able to have a physical form of mm-hmm. sorts right. in the real world. Right. Uh, but yeah, we go back to the city. We think we're going to Zion, but apparently Zion isn't a thing anymore. No. They said Io. Io. Is that what they called it? Yeah. So and Io is actually a like computer term as in, in input output. Yeah. Input output is Io. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> I don't know if that's actually how it's depicted. We didn't have subtitles. Well, on. we didn't even say it, but his company is called Binary. Uh huh. Anyway. Uh huh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we get to the new city, and Naomi is there. Yeah, we're introduced to Naomi, actually played by Jada Pinkett Smith. But she's old. She is 60 years older. Which she would be in the real yeah. world. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, she's a general now, and mm-hmm. she kind of talks about Morpheus and how he was voted head of the council mm-hmm. when there was actually peace. Right, and he was so tied to that old dogma of the machines are bad he resisted any attempt to try to use machines to to help them out. Yeah. Even though like the 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 war was over and the machines up top were still doing their thing. They were he, fighting each he, other. Yeah, and and during that entire thing, there was a war of machines. Machines yep. on machines. Yep. They didn't really go into it. They I would touch on it a little. I would have liked them to go into more of what was happening in those 60 years. So now some of the machines are working with the people yes. and advancing down. They can grow strawberries hey, now. strawberries <laughs> and blueberries and, yeah. Because they work together. Yeah. With Freya, who we meet for Freya. five seconds. Freya. Freya. Yeah. Which, if you're paying attention, Marvel fans, that's Loki's mom. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> it's Thor's mom and Loki's mom. Uh, but yeah, then they basically, the rest of the movie is they decide they're going to rescue Trinity because they risked so much to get Neo out. That was yeah. kind of a one and done situation yeah. where the machines that helped get him out are now banned from that area. So they can get, they couldn't do the same thing again if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. And they decide to go back into the Matrix. And this is where I got a little lost. Like, there's moments where I, I was like, okay, I'm getting back on track, and then I got a little lost. All right. Why'd they go into the Matrix? <laughs> to get, just literally just to find Trinity? Was it to talk to somebody? I think it was to go and talk to Trinity. Okay. He, wa- he wanted to go and talk to Trinity. Okay, so they go into the Matrix, but of course they find Smith right away. Yep. And now his mind has been freed because he, because Neo escaped. Right. So his programming is now such that he remembers who he is. To a point. To a point. But he still wants to stop Neo. So we have an excuse for a fight. Yep. But he also brings some of the exiles, which are those programs from the second and third ones mm-hmm. that sure should have been purged. And the Merovingian shows up. The Merovingian shows up as as this crazy homeless Frenchman. (laughs) So, yeah. And he shows up and he doesn't really serve a purpose. He's just sort of screaming in English and in French and berating all of that. (laughs) And I don't think I could really identify what he was saying half the time. No. It was, I, it was an excuse to have him there. Yeah. And he's just like, we will meet again. And then like, yeah. fucked off. <laughs> right. And he just goes away. Why don't you do something about him? Okay. It was, I guess he's not a threat. This entire sequence literally was just an excuse 
To have an action scene. To have an action scene and, and to bring have him, him back. Yeah. yeah. There was no real point to any of this. Yeah. And like Smith having this fight with Neo was again, it was very nostalgic. It had some of the same. The moves. It had some of the same moves and, and, and fighting sequences and. When it was like overhead and, and he was punching him against the wall. The, and it's, the fists. And it's cutting and it's cutting back to Neo in the real world, like gyrating on, on the table. Because he's getting kicked his ass kicked. Yeah. And it's the same kind of shit. Yep. So We did ha- this already. Half of this movie is just that. Yep. It's just callback after callback after callback to previous movies. Yeah. Remember how we used to do this guy? Right. As if I couldn't just go to HBO and watch this movie to watch all these other movies on demand. Like, I, I don't know why you think this is so nostalgic. Uh, it was it was a little too on the nose sometimes. Like when I'm, you're just intersplicing the scenes from those movies yes. into it, ah, uh, that was a little bit too much for me. Yeah, I know this. Like, the, you don't have to basically talk down to me i remember these movies i've seen them many times i understand that it's 20 years ago that these movies came out but give your audience a little credit but that's the thing i think they're trying to make a matrix for this generation which maybe hasn't watched all those movies now let me ask you this could you have watched this movie not knowing anything about The Matrix. Of course not. But you're never going to watch the fourth movie of any series. Uh, I mean, it kind of depends on your interpretation of it. Because I would argue there's a lot of stuff here that, yes, it would be the most helpful for you to know it. Could you watch this and understand enough of it? You probably could. And so I think it's that thing where they're like, let's give them a taste of what The Matrix was in 1999 for today's audience. But for us, it's just beating us over the head with it. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. But that's my point. You're not going to go and see Matrix 4 without being a fan of the rest of them. I mean, people are weird. People are weird. Maybe not all three, but, you know, if, if you're in for the fourth one, you're probably in for the other three. Just like you're never going to go and watch episode seven of Star Wars without already seeing at least like four, five, and six. Some people are monsters, Trent. (laughs) You don't know. Well, it's just what you said about having a Matrix thing for this generation. Well, the Star Wars sequel trilogy is Star Wars for a new generation. But those other movies don't exist in a vacuum. That's Star Trek The Next Generation. (laughs) We're not going to ever watch Star Trek, guys. Shut it's up, not we will. Gonna, It's not going to happen. We're going to watch all the Star Treks. It's not going to happen. You say that, but you've never seen them. I haven't. I don't want to. <laughs> you do. I saw the J.J., the, the first J.J., no, the fir- first two J.J. Abrams movies, and I thought they were good. But I don't need to go back and see any of the other ones. I'm going to take you with me, Trent. No. You're coming down with me. <laughs> no. But we we digress. So he finds Trinity, but then Neil Patrick Harris shows up. I think he's just called the analyst. Yeah. I don't think he really has a name other than that. And he has figured, he basically, this is the meat and potatoes where he explains the whole plot. Yeah. So he is a machine. 
He was in the Machine City when Neo and Trinity were there and they died. Yep. It was his idea to bring them back to life. Right. And basically the new Matrix is designed around them because the two of them together have such energy mm -hmm. that they are able to fuel the minds of the city, question mark? Yeah, they can harness the energy that they produce with such efficiency that he, he says it like... He's, like, <laughs> hitting gold for his employer. Um, but, like, he, he's, like, breaking records as far as how much energy they're Productivity producing. is at an all-time high. That, exactly. <laughs> so, the way he explains it isn't very good, I think. But, yeah, he needed to have them close in proximity, but have it in the, in, in, like, subconsciously in their mind that the other one is still alive and you need to go and save them. Right, because they're basically key to the design of the new Matrix. Yeah. So that's kind of what's going on. He's, mm -hmm. the, he's the puppet master. He's pulling the strings. Yeah. And, and there's it, a whole lot of stuff here where he's talking about bullet time. So he can actually move so fast and he's using mm -hmm. Neo's stuff against him. Well, in, in this Matrix, he has more control over what's happening there. Which is why Neo can't fly. <laughs> right, right. It's a completely new Matrix, so they haven't mastered what the rules are of this world yet. Mm -hmm. So, some of it still works, some of it doesn't. Right. Uh, yeah, and then we get back to the city, Io, and this winged, flying creature machine yeah. <laughs> shows up and when we hook up to it mm -hmm. there is a person and it is Priyanka Chopra Jonas and we find out that she is not just anybody she is Sati yeah who was the little girl from three from three so she's now all grown up her father designed the resurrection pods that housed Trinity and Neo in the machine city yeah so she wants to help because she remembers Neo. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they concoct a plan and basically uh, the the exomorph version of Morpheus will climb in mm -hmm. secretly, covertly, and do some stuff. And then other people will sneak in and do some stuff. Yeah. But the point is they need a human mind to be able to swap out basically they're, they're as a conduit to, yeah they're trying to get trinity's body out with her out her mind being free yeah. so they need a mind to make that happen yeah so this is kind of the big climax of the movie so inside the matrix neo meets the analyst willingly because he knows that he wants he he is convinced he can get trinity to say yes mm -hmm. and if he does he says you let us both go yep. if she says no you can have me yeah you can hook me back up you can hook but me in back reality up. like they're going to just pull the plug from him he's just gonna die correct because he's not gonna continue on living without her because they can't they won't free her mind if she's not willing to be free. Yeah, she has to willingly want that. Yes. So at the very end there, they they manipulate her into wanting to go with her family because her family shows up and it's like saying, oh, your daughter, you got... Oh, something happened. Something happened. Come with us. Come. You have to come. Mom, uh -huh. let's go. Come on. Uh -huh. Come on. Come uh -huh. on. And then she's just at one moment completely 
flips the switch because they keep calling her Tiffany and she finally cracks. She's like, I fucking hate that name. <laughs> Get your fucking hands off of me. My name is Trinity. Yeah. Go die somewhere. <laughs> and yeah, we get a big action sequence. The two of them, like literally they're the, the analyst said, like, don't let them touch because yeah. they have so much force together mm-hmm. that they can literally cause explosions. And there's some cool stuff here. Yeah. So they they have a big fight scene. Smith shows up and helps them out. They are... Which, by the way, why? Why not? I don't fucking know. Ah. <laughs> he's kind of... I don't know why he's here. Because I don't think he was used very effectively. No. Because the whole point of Smith is he is a menace and he is the... He's the, the ultimate antagonist he's because he's always there and always causing trouble for Neo and everybody else. And it's like he just, it's mostly because he's been at the mercy of the analyst. Yeah. So he's willing to team up with them. But then he sure. says, no more. Again, setting up the possibility that he's going to antagonize them later if they do more movies. Sure. That's all. But he's just kind of weird in this otherwise. Mm-hmm. And there's a big chase scene on the motorcycle, which, of course, she had had a vision of before. Mm -hmm. Uh, The analyst programs people to become bombs and literally dive headfirst out of windows. That was disturbing for me. Yeah. Not that I have any kind of like trigger to to that or or, or whatever, but that right there, people jumping out of windows and splatting on the ground. Yes. Holy shit. Yeah. That Again, was disturbing. It's like, it's like some zombie shit. Yes. They're mindless entities. Yeah, that entire scene was a, was a zombie. Yes. Right, right out of a zombie movie. Absolutely. Like World War Z. Yeah. When they just fast kind of zombies. Fast and take over and destroy everything. And yeah, they get pinned and they end up on the rooftop and they decide they're going to jump because they're like, ah, fuck it. We're going to get out of here one way or another. Mm-hmm. But they stop midair. Yep. But we've already established that Neo can't fly. There's kind of a funny moment where they're like, I don't suppose you could fly. And he tries. And right. he's like, ah, nope, that's and not there, And there's a little bit of that ripple that happens <laughs> when he does it in the other movies. And then he but just sort of jumps. Just, just kind of hops up a, a couple of inches. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, no, that's nope, not going to happen. Nope, not going to happen. Nope, nope. Uh, but presumably Trinity can fly now? I guess. They don't give any explanation as to why. Nope. But she apparently has more of a grasp on this world than anybody else does. I guess. And so the happy ending is they're together. Yep. And they go and see the analyst and she kicks the shit out of him. Yeah, a lot. And then the two of them literally fly away. Uh Uh-huh. So now he can fly again. Sure. There's like no explanation, but they basically say, we just wanted to say thank you. Mm -hmm. You gave us something we didn't know we'd have which is another chance sure and now they're flying and happy and holding hands right but how is she now more powerful than that the, the architect dude that is the big question because she's also seemingly more powerful than neo it's true because neo has been in here locked up just as long as she has yeah but i wonder if it's simply because she was able to free her own mind a little Quicker and easier. Maybe. Because in, like, literally, when it happens, she clicks in her brain and she says, my name is Trinity. Mm-hmm. 
and then starts fucking shit up. He never has this moment in this movie. He is always like, this isn't happening. Yeah. I'm going crazy. Yeah. It's all in my head. And even once he's been freed and goes back into the Matrix, he's a very different character, a very different person. Yeah. He's an older, more subdued Neo. Right. And that's fine, but it's just how the two of them reacted to this 60-year feed of bullshit. Yeah. She ended up actually being more kick-ass and strong than he did. He had a psychotic meltdown. Right. And, and that it, sort and of could translated just be, to real life. And it could just be, hey, writers, they want to see a kick-ass trinity. Fine. I'm okay with that. She's always kick-ass. But then why, why does she suddenly have the ability to kick his jaw off and snap her fingers and yeah. have her everything back? Yeah. And slice his throat and snap her fingers and everything's back. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get that. That's weird. That was weird. Yeah. That, and, that whole sequence was weird. And then they get like cute and quippy and then they fly off into the sunset. Yeah. Talking about a sky full of rainbows. Like. Which is fine. I mean, sure. Why not? So yeah. And it's just like an hour of setup. Mm-hmm. Then we're in the real world for about 15 minutes. Then an hour of rescue. Yeah. And then it's over. Yeah. I, I, I remarked here. While we were watching the movie, I paused it at some point to make a note. And we were an hour and 20 minutes in. And I said to Betsy, we don't know what the antagonistic force is here. Yeah, what's the what's, point here? What's What are we doing? We saved Neo. At that point, we're basically in I.O. And we're just talking about what happened. Yeah, we're going to go off and save Trinity. But to what end? What are you trying to set up here? I don't get it. Unless they're trying to actually make more movies, which I'm okay with. Unless they're going to do go and do that, this movie was fucking pointless. As I said at the beginning, I think you need this to establish some things. Like, yeah. could you have done this any cleaner or shorter? Like, you, you need... Enough to explain how we got here mm -hmm. and how we get these two back on track. And I think you would have spent so much time doing that in one movie that you wouldn't have much time to do anything else. So you might as well stretch it out and make it this. Did it need to be this long? Probably not. You probably could have shaved a little time off of this and had like a clean yeah. hour 40 it, rescue it, it, it just depends on what your goals were. Because if your goal was to just free these two... Yeah, you could have gotten away with it in an hour or 45. I think your hours. goals were heavy nostalgia and make some money. <laughs> well, of course, that's any that's any movie like this, Betsy. Reboots are very big right now. <laughs> They're so big. Let's just keep remaking things that it's don't true. need to be remade. That's true. That's true. Was this the worst reboot, rehash, revisit? No. But it just begs the question, are they going to make more? Because this feels like the necessary evil to do the thing you really want to do. Which is the same thing to say, you know, I already mentioned it once, but the sequel trilogy of Star Wars. Episode 7 is just a fucking remake Indeed. of the original New Hope. Like, it just is. It's the find it's the and replace. It's the same goddamn movie. Find and replace Luke with... <laughs> yeah. It's it's ridiculous. And again, I know you have to establish where you're going to go from here. But I, I just... 
my mind is a little lost as to where you want to go. Like, is the end goal here is to, is to just dismantle the entire machine world? Great, fine, let's get there. But you establish none of that. Mm-hmm. They're just flying around in the Matrix. Why do they need to be in the Matrix anymore? They're going to free more minds. And I guess you, you, you say that, but I think in reality, what Bugs and his and, and her crew were doing is doing exactly that. They're still freeing minds. And I, and I think like like Naomi is like this this like old school way of doing things, and she's holding everybody back, but everybody wants to be like Neo and Trinity, and you know it's the old school versus the new school. It's it's the, a tale as old as time. Well, that's again meta for this is the way the Matrix was yeah. in the trilogy, and uh-huh. this is the way the Matrix is going to be now. Right, and and I get that, but again, you, you're not really establishing where you want everything to go like like the fate like i'll say this the stakes were a hell of a lot lower in this one yes the only thing that could have happened here is that neo and trinity would be uh, slaves forever yep or they would both die that's it they've been basically dead for 60 years anyway no big difference and in the original trilogy, it's basically the fate of all humanity. In this one, they get to be free and they have more control over this Matrix. To what end? I, I just don't know what they're trying to and set the, up, even if there is going to be more movies. And the humans seem to be doing okay now yeah. that they're working with the machines. Yeah. The machines are still kind of after them, but they're better at hiding. Yeah. So, like, they, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. There's no war now. Sure. So and what, that's cool. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah, I don't I, know. And I liked, I liked Niobe's uh, thoughts about, you know, you, you hear that? It's nothing. It's peaceful. Yep. When I woke up every morning, I thought it was going to be another, like, war raid uh, signal. Yeah. I was like, no, no, it's just nothing. We're fine. It's peaceful. It's all good. Yeah. Thanks, Neo. You did it. Yeah. So they do touch on what he did made a difference. Yeah. It wasn't for nothing. It didn't mean nothing. Mm-hmm. But what does this movie mean? <laughs> yeah. We will find out maybe in the future. If they decide to do another one. I definitely will have to watch this one again. Oh, yeah. I think just because it's so meta and so dense, now that I've seen it once and I've wrapped my head around it, yeah. it's going to take a couple repeat viewings for me to piece it together. Mm-hmm. And then maybe it'll make more sense. Yeah. I'm with you. I, I definitely would want to see it again. Yes. Because like any of those other movies, you have to see it a couple of times to really get it all. Yeah. Yeah. Because when we were watching three, I paused it a couple of times to show you. Say, hey, remember this guy. Pay He's going to be in the that. next one. Pay attention to this because yep. it's important later. Um, not that you weren't anyway, but Yeah. I don't know. I'm. I'm. The more I talk about it, the more I like it and dislike it at the same time. For different reasons. For different reasons. Yeah. yeah. I'm. I, I'm. I'm torn about the entire thing. I think overall I liked it, but it's gonna have to sit with me for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, any other thoughts? Uh, I had a few more. Nothing immediately comes to mind. I mean, it was just little touches, like. You know, I liked that they actually showed the machines fixing 
Neo's eyesight. Because, uh-huh. you know, if you remember in the third one, he was blinded. Yeah. So they actually have a scene where they show him being fixed up. Yeah. Uh, little things like that. You know, they, they give hints of their actual personalities to their Matrix selves. So... Trinity still likes motorcycles. (laughs) She says, I like your Ducati. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I didn't find Neil Patrick Harris as distracting as I thought I would. I thought he was actually really good in it. I think he was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Once he made sense. I think if he had just been a therapist, that would have been really weird. Right. Uh, But because that's not what he was, it made more sense. Um, I liked his blue glasses. Yeah. (laughs) So there's probably a lot more. I'm glad you noticed the reflection thing too. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we said, they kind of changed their image. So if you're looking carefully, there's a few times where you can see their reflection, but it's not their reflection. It's yeah. a different face. Yeah. I'm glad you caught that too. And it wasn't just me noticing something that wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I think a lot of thought did go into this movie. I think there is a lot of layers. I think... It's not that they went into this lightly. I just need to see it again to get all the bits and pieces. Yeah. Um, One thing I mentioned while we were watching it, the one thing I really, really appreciated and I thought it was just gorgeous was the lighting. Natural sunlight. It was incredible. This was not done on a soundstage. No. The majority of this is in real locations Mm -hmm. in San Francisco. It looks so damn cool. It really did look nice. Yeah. It's warm and inviting. Yeah. And yeah. And part of it is, hey, we got this super nice TV and it's HDR and it looks really cool. But, you know. A lot of it's the cinematography. A lot of that just comes from how it was shot. Yeah. And and that's it's not just in the Matrix scenes. It is when they're in the new the new city. They, they explain... They actually have like weather systems mm-hmm. in there. It's it's all artificial weather, but they explain it in a very very quick fashion. But it's basically saying, "Hey, yeah, we have artificial weather. Ain't that cool?" Yep. <laughs> you know. Oh, and listen, I say that you know it's artificial lighting and not done on a soundstage. That being said, they probably use that fucking engine that you were just talking about, and none of that was real. Who knows? <laughs> I would be willing to bet that that is why he's in this is because they used that engine in this movie. Yeah. If you look into it, I bet you'll find that. Yeah. And everything I just said was a lie. <laughs> I've been lied to. I've but been But you tricked. know, even if it's fake, who cares? It looks pretty. Because I was sitting here thinking about the logistics of filming natural lighting at a certain time of day. You don't have that much shooting time. And these were big action sequences, which means you'd have to do it day after day after day and you're dependent on the weather. Wait, what the fuck am I saying? The engine guy was in this movie. (laughs) Yeah. So you can have the sun wherever you want at all times and it's just there. I think, yeah. I think they probably used that engine, Trent. So, by the way, speaking, speaking of that, if you are a fan of The Mandalorian and you haven't gone to watch the featurette, the documentary, or whatever you want to call it, I don't remember the name of it. The behind the scenes shit. Sure. Go on Disney Plus, seek that out. It's from season one. It is an in depth look at how they actually made all that stuff work. I had no it is idea. In- fucking incredible. Betsy no was idea. blown away. I was like, wait, that's a. 
what? Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is a domed screen and it's yeah. just in real time manifesting scenery. Exactly. And it looks like it's completely outside, not on a set. It looks like it's fucking real. Like I said, this is why I'm now saying, retracting yeah. my previous statement yeah. and realizing what they probably did in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go figure. Yeah. I'm dumb. <laughs> but I think that's that's the end of my thoughts here, Betsy. Um, I, like I said, it's going to have to sit with me for a little while. Yes. I want to see it again at a later time, probably after it's going to be off of HBO Max. Probably. But yeah, we'll get the 4K disc eventually. <laughs> Give it a few months. Yep. Uh, but we do have an email to read from Stephanie. Uh, this is about, we watched She's All That. Yeah, we did. Oh, boy. <laughs> I kind of figured if we were going to get an email about any one of these movies, it's going to be from <laughs> Stephanie. So, anyway, um, She Is All That. This was my movie in seventh grade. Yeah, it was. Uh, I watched it at every sleepover. Everyone loved Freddie Prince Jr. Gotta love the adaptations in this era. Clueless is Emma. Ten Things is Taming of the Shrew. Love it. Whoa, this cast. I forgot how many famous people were in this. Yeah, it's a movie. So did I. <laughs> and a lot of them weren't famous then, which is why it's easy to forget. Uh-huh. Oh, Trent, you need to watch Bring It On. Classic teen movie that shaped my life. Also, real-world role rules and the spring break stuff, for some reason, had a major impact on my preteen and early teen years. So did it. Everybody who watched MTV always watched that shit. I did not. You didn't have MTV, so... I didn't care. <laughs> no. No, but yeah, I watched all that stuff. I think everybody has a favorite season of the old real world. Mm -hmm. I think mine was New Orleans. Interesting. That was my favorite one. I would have to talk to people who've actually seen it to know if that's relevant. Yes, <laughs> yes. Anyway, the, the, the people who, who watched it, they know. Uh, about Jesse Jackson... If this were an 80s movie, he would have been secretly in love with her and maybe got the girl in the end. If this was an early 2000s movie, he would have been the gay best friend. In the late 90s, though, he's just a dude. Yep. It is similar. It, it is a similar relationship in Can't Hardly Wait. Which, again, I haven't seen that one either. I think I've seen it once. Yes. Sorry, guys. Uh, I do think this movie goes a little deeper in the characters than some lesser teen movies, which I appreciate, though they could have done more. That was my argument. Like, yeah. I wanted them to go a lot deeper with those characters. They could have done so much more with Freddie, Freddie Prince Jr.'s character in the whole idea of him not wanting to go to those colleges and relive his dad's life. Yeah, they tiptoed into it a little bit, but they could have done more. They could have done so much more. Paul Walker and Matthew Lillard are very punchable, but alas, we do not get it. Teens in general are just the worst, and I'm dreading my daughter's teen years. <laughs> I get it. Um, also, don't pass on Josie and the Pussycats. It is exceptionally weird and a little stupid, stupid but I love it. Love I, super fan Stephanie. I had a second person reach out to me who listened to that, who told me that movie is... They, they told me something along the lines of... You should watch it. It's not so bad. It's good. And then retracted quickly and said, okay, maybe it is so bad. It's good. But you should definitely <laughs> still watch it. So we've had a couple of votes in the column that that's one worth exploring. <laughs> God. So we'll see. I don't even remember why I thought of that movie. Probably because I was looking up Rachel Lee Cook and that just happened to be in the back of my mind. I guess. I don't know. She didn't make too many movies around this time. Nope, that nope. was the next big one. Yeah. And I have also never seen it. No. <laughs> No. So there you go. Thank you, thank you, Stephanie. 
I, you know, I actually did watch the the cartoon, like the old like '60s cartoon or oh, whatever. The OG. The OG. I did watch that. I've never seen back that in the either. day. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, who knows? We'll see. It's a long podcast. Maybe we'll get to it eventually. <laughs> but yes, thank you, Stephanie. Thank you, Stephanie. So that's it for this one. We've wrapped up another Matrix movie. Yeah. We'll see where we go from here. Maybe in another 20 years, we'll have another one. Oh, good God, no. (laughs) (laughs) No one wants to see a 75-year-old Keanu Reeves in the Matrix. No, but I will say, not to to blow our load here, but we're going to eventually watch the Speed Racer movie that the Wachowskis did that I've always wanted to see. Because it's one of these other ones where you either love it or you hate it. So Divisive. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, reach out to us if you've seen uh, that movie. Let or us Josie know if you like the it. Or Josie and the Pussycats. Or any of those other like 90s and 2000s teen movies. Email us at neverseenitpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, neverseenit underscore pod. You can also support us by clicking the link in the podcast description and throwing us a buck. If you don't want to throw us any bucks, that's okay. Just share us with your friends. Share it on your walls. Put up some... The ticky uh, talks. Put up some smoke signals. <laughs> Post-it notes. Post-it paper notes. airplanes. Yep. The physical medium is not yet dead. <laughs> Put it on a classified ad <laughs> in your local newspaper. They could use it. Ah, Craigslist. Just don't don't waste your money. Missed connections. <laughs> that's not a thing anymore. Shut up. <laughs> All right, that's the end of the show. My name is Trent. I'm Betsy. And we'll be back with another episode of Never Seen It next time. Bye, guys. <laughs>